And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Darren Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Joined through Skype, through the powers of uh, the internet by Davy Rispin. Davy, how are you keeping? Good, Mick. How are you? Asha, look, I'm struggling on. Um, we're all gone into complete lockdown now, and unless you're part of an essential service, you're uh, you're you're going to be stuck indoors for the next two weeks. But luckily enough, Davy, I'm I'm deemed to be an essential service, so I am, <laughs> and uh, I deal in the alcohol industry. And food and beverages are deemed to be um, uh, essentials. So, uh, uh, typical Irish thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. And like with the pubs closed and all that, Mick, I'm sure, I'm sure you're probably busy enough. And that if there's any listeners who are probably in need of a drink or anything, not that we can, not that we encourage it, but if there is a case for it, I'm sure you'd you'd be happy to provide the service. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look. And well, not any alcohol. I, I I'm uh, I'm in the wine business myself. I work for a company, and we have an off license that do um, free delivery services. So uh, I'm um, I'm very busy, <laughs> as you can imagine, um, over the last week or so, and probably will be for the foreseeable future, um, delivering uh, cases of wine to to uh, houses privately. But um, uh, look, people are going to, uh, what it does is it stops people leaving the house to go to a supermarket or whatever to collect their alcohol. So it reduces the risk of, uh, of, of, of getting the coronavirus, I suppose. Um, like we deliver to the doorstep, we stand back, they come out, they take it in off the doorstep, they leave the money in an envelope on the doorstep and I go back and collect the, the money. So there's no interaction at all. So we are providing a good service and uh, um, it is like, it, it's it's just so weird, like, because we're all, we're all trying our best to social distance and to minimize the effect on the more vulnerable in, in our societies and just anything that anybody can do, um, you know, to, to help their neighbors is, is brilliant. Like, and what about out in Corton? How are you out there? Have the guards come out to, to, to check that you're all social distancing yet? No, we're all social distancing as it is. Uh, I think in the parish that we live in, there's, <laughs> we, we no, tend to keep our distance. <laughs> so no, nothing's really changed here. <laughs> um, I suppose I asked you last week, um, what have you been doing to occupy yourself? Um, uh, we'll go back. Have you started any more uh, box sets or anything like that on Netflix or on TV? Yeah, I, I have. I've actually, uh, I've done a few on Netflix. I've done, since last week, I've done uh, The Stranger and I've done Safe as well. Uh, don't oh, know you binge watched both of them, did you? I did, yeah. No, they're, both, they're both one series. Yeah, they're both one series. So they were grand, I think, seven or eight episodes in the series. And uh, 
just finished uh just started power actually today it's six seasons so okay. i'll be at least another week on that um but uh aside from that i suppose i've been trying to trying to get out and do a bit um before the lockdown came in i've i've been down at the pitch having a bit of a kick around that's obviously come into place now so just going for my runs uh my few 5k's around the block um watching watching the old games as well there's like i know tg carter are doing as well but there's some unbelievable games involving me on air sport throughout the week and uh, I've been just catching up on them really I've caught up on all but the 88 final I have to watch that might even get that this evening but I watched 96 um, only yesterday I think it was um, good good to see that again and good to see Mead actually win the game because of the few games I've watched you, you, lost, <laughs> the 90, you lost the 90 final against Cork you lost 91 against Down uh, what game was it we drew we drew one of the games as well and then I, I seen the four game against Dublin in the four in a row as well so that was 1991, yeah. obviously, too. Um, ah, unbelievable. Really, yeah. And like, the funny thing is, is that obviously Air Sport have, 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 have uh, re- recognised the fact that those games that Mead were involved in uh, back in the day were such epic games, epic encounters. And, uh, you know, they're still, they're still um, popular today, I, I suppose. And, and like, I go, I think back, obviously you weren't born, but the memories I have of those, like Mead, Mead were just the biggest force in, 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 in football throughout the country over that period and everybody up their game. I, I suppose they kind of dominated the the, the, the All-Ireland and were not winning it every year, but they were, they were the biggest team in the All-Ireland for probably 10 or 15 years. And it was kind of like the Premiership teams going out to play against Dub- or against uh, Manchester United. And, you know, everybody upped their game when it came to a Mead game. And it was there were always epic encounters. And I suppose 96, um, you, you, the one that you watched last night, like that was just incredible. Yeah, it, it really was. It was, a, it was a funny old game. And it's amazing, even the jump. I only watched the down game in 91, I think probably Thursday or Friday night, and then jumped to 96 then. And obviously, completely different team. You know, you had, I think... The, the, the remaining souls on it were Martin O'Connell and Colm Coyle, to the best of my knowledge. May have been yeah. one or two more hanging around the panel, but on the starting 15, I think it was that. So what's remarkable for me looking at that was that Sean Boylan was still at the helm and he'd completely transformed this Mead team. And you see teams in the Premiership, you've just used the term with Manchester United, for example. They're still in a transition period from five, six years ago from when Fergie left to what they're in now. And they're miles away from winning a premiership in my eyes. And Arsenal are the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and Chelsea and whoever else. But what, what's amazing with what Boylan did is he managed to turn that Mead team from 91 after, fair enough, losing a final. But uh, I won't say get rid of the deadwood, but the, the older lads kind of moved on gradually. He brought this new crop of young players in. They, they got themselves in, got themselves steady, won a few games, won a couple of Lancers. And then suddenly by 96, they were back on the, the big stage and in an All-Ireland final. And uh, for me as well, looking at it, the, the style of play, even in that five years, how it evolved was, was incredible, really. There was so much more football, um, I suppose, like even hand-passing. Like back in 91, it was catch and kick and that was it. There could have been, you could have been running alongside me and it'd be a simple pop-pass, hand-pass into your chest and on. That just didn't exist. Whereas in 96, you've seen it. Even the older players, Martin O'Connell had evolved, Colm Coyle had evolved, you had Trevor Giles coming into the team. It was just a completely different uh, set of players to what was there already, and it, it was just fascinating to look at, really. 
And what, like you, you mentioned that 96 team, a lot of them had won an under 21, I think it was, maybe around around the early 90s. Is that right? Yeah. It could have been 91, actually, yeah. And they came off the back of that team. And and he seemed to, Sean Boylan seemed to build a team around those players. And, and as you said, they, they matured over that four or five year period and got won a couple of Leinsters and, and, and were unfortunate maybe not to pick up a, an All-Ireland on the way. But 96, they really, you know, they came of age that year. And, you know, they, like first of all, you had the drawn final where Colin Kyle drills a ball from about 70 yards into the square and the goalkeeper panicked and a few players panicked and it bounces and it goes over the bar and we get the replay and then we go back the following week and we're all on the hill and <laughs> needless to say the, the most the most uh, exciting part of that game bar, bar I suppose the final whistle was the melee and yeah. we've never seen anything like it since and we'll probably never like, see anything like it again um, it was it was pandemonium yeah, like Ger Canning was on was on comms, and I know he divides opinion probably, but his commentary of it was very good, and even the way he looked back on it, you know, and he he was kind of commentating on what was happening, and then it just got worse and worse, and he just said, "This is ridiculous," he says, you know, "This is nonsense" or whatever he, he said, but it was just crazy. I mean, there was people coming in from everywhere, and the funny thing is, Mayo started it. But John McDermott dropped a ball in the square, which he would normally right, never yeah. drop. He'd, he'd normally hold on to it. And he dropped it. And actually, Mayo went, I think, to pull on the ball. And, of course, I think John got, got a kick. Or, and then it all it all hell broke loose. But how, um, how uh, Eamon McEnany, wasn't it, the referee at the time? That's right, yeah. How he picked out uh, Colm Kyle and, and Liam McHale was just out of out of everything or out of every one <laughs> was, was just <laughs> remarkable, really. And I mean, my my dad always says it, you know, McHale for Kyle it was the best swap ever, and it, that's not an insult to Colm Kyle, but Colm Kyle obviously was coming to the end of his time, and it, it, no doubt it probably would have been his last All Ireland. And uh, not saying he was an important player for me, but Liam McHale for Mayo was this, you know. This uh, this Adonis of a man that just you know control everything from the mid midfield sector and you know what a loss he was to Mayo. But even after that, you have to say Mayo adapted better definitely for the rest of the first half than Mead did. They played all the football. I know they had that breeze blowing into the hill, but they were the ones you know forcing the issue and they seemed to react better to to it. Whereas Mead's manic aggression aggression to what they used to have going into that seemed to go out the window and their discipline just seemed to, to fold a little bit. They were giving away cheap frees and everything. And probably half time, I think there were five, six points down at half time. It probably came at a good time for me, you'd have to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was that was one of the things. Um, we, we really were worried at, at, at half time. We were like, oh God, you know, they're after losing Mikhail. And as you said, without comparing the two of them, him and Colin Coyle, Colin Coyle was a huge loss to me. He was, mm. he was you know, such, a, such an, an, an imperative part of that team. But you knew that um, uh, McHale was what made Mayo tick. And yeah. Mead had players that could take over the mantle from Colin Coyle. But as you said, Mayo adapted much better to it straight away. There was there was a case that, you know, Mayo thought that they were tough men and that the Mead team, that the new Mead team, we'll say, uh, that, that was there in 96, wasn't as hard as the teams that Sean Boylan would have had down through the years. And that they were going to try and rough Mead up. Now it did yeah. seem to scupper Mead a little bit um, in in the lead up to half time. But the one thing that you, 
I'll never forget was that uh, even speaking to, to Martin O'Connell and stuff was that they they did have a plan that if Mayo were to get stuck into them, that it was going to be every man uh, to a man will help out any mead man that gets uh, that gets cornered. And they, that's what happened. There was 29 yeah. players involved in that melee. The only one who didn't come up was the Mayo goalkeeper. Um, stuck to his line down the other end, afraid of a shite to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's it's funny. Martin McCabe managed us uh, uh, probably two three years back, and he he'd managed Cartown previously in the, in the good times. I think oh four and oh five. But one thing Matty always said to us, and it and it originated from the Boylan era was one in all in and that's what Boylan yes. used to tell them and that's what Matty told us now fair enough it was one thing telling the mean lads but telling cartoon lads that it didn't go down that well well it didn't end that well I should say but um, I, I, I said it didn't have to be told twice that's what I'd say no, no. it was music to the ears of some of our lads but no like even 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 Matty you know back in, in the 90s and that you know he was such a he was such a key player and you have to remember Matty I think came back wasn't involved up to the fourth game of the Dublin one in the, the four in a row and came That's on and, and kicked a point and played a you know crucial part in Foley's goal. But like it was this ability that Boylan had to just, I suppose, have these lads that he could call upon and trust on that maybe weren't even involved in the panel for six, seven months. But he knew that they would carry on their fitness and they would be at the other end of the line if they were called upon to come in and do a job. And it was phenomenal, really. Um, how Boylan had that way about him. I only read a story about, um, you might have read this, I, was at, I think it was in Pundit Arena, uh, and if you haven't, go in and have a look. Bernard Flynn got in a row with actually Andy McAtee, would you believe, back in back in the early 90s as well. And Flynn described it, he used to mark Robbie O'Malley in training, and it used to you know really benefit him because Robbie O'Malley was such an obviously great corner back. But for whatever reason, O'Malley missed training, could have been injury or could have been away or whatever it was. And Andy, who was pushing to get onto the Mead team at the, at the time, you know, went on him, and he, the way Flynn described him is he, he would have been a bit dirty. That's the way Bernard Flynn described Andy as a player, <laughs> with all due respect to him. And uh, the two boys, I think, started knocking the heads of each other in training in Dalgan, and he says there was eight or 900 people, you know, watching the training. And Boylan sent them to do laps, but then he called them back, and they the, recommenced the battle, and they started at it again. And instead of, you know, telling, telling Bernard to, you know, F off or do whatever... He says, come on, boys, you think you're so hard? Take me on, he says. Both of And Flynn was saying, the two, two of them were looking at him astonished, you know. They were like, what? But they said, make no mistake about it, Boylan was a hardy hooer. You know, he was oh, built, big, hard man, you know, big shoulders. And he'd take them on. And he wasn't messing, you know. He never said, he said he'd never seen him get his pick. And he says, it just, it was an excellent bit of man management. It just stopped, stopped any bit of aggro there was there and then with that couple of words and... And, you know, they carried on. But, I mean, and it's his, it's his birthday today. It's probably worth remembering what, it, you know, funny we're talking about it, but I think he's 71 today. Um, you know, we'll probably never see the like again. No, absolutely not. And, you know, the one, one of the things, you know, like there are managers out there, okay, Jim Gavin is after winning five five All-Irelands in a row with Dublin. Um, you look at... Um, uh, uh, um, the, the Kilkenny hurling manager, what's his name? Um, Brian Cody, um, yeah. Brian Cody, Brian Cody. He's won an awful lot of Ireland's as well. But the one thing about Sean Boylan was he was able to win uh, the the two All Ireland's '87 and '88, and come back with a completely new team uh, in '96 
to win in All-Ireland. And, and that 96 team lost a good few players to 99 as well. Um, now, OK, the nucleus of the team was still there. But, you know, if that's if not too many managers have been able to do that, come back with a completely new team and win in All-Ireland. You look at the likes of Gavin, OK, and he introduced new players each year, but he always had the nucleus of the previous yeah. winning team. Yeah. Um, and the same with Cody. He, in all the All-Irelands that he's won, um, you know, it's been something similar. It's been, you know, similar, same team year on year and then a couple of new additions. But to come back and do what Sean Boylan did what, was absolutely remarkable. Yeah, no, yeah. like different class and, and the type of player he brought in, it was the modern day footballer. It was your Trevor Giles, it was your Graham Garrity, it was your Darren Fay. They were very similar to what was there already, but they were the new kids on the block. They had a little bit yeah. more about them. Like, people talk about Mick Lyons and Darren Fay being so similar, and they were, but Darren Fay was nearly the, the, the new, the evolution of Mick Lyons, if that makes sense, and Trevor Giles, gotcha. you know, in there. And, like, you have to remember, they lost Brian Stafford in that time too, and Bernard Flynn, which should be two of that, and obviously Colm O'Rourke as well. But, but you had Tommy Dowd, who was captain in 96. He was only a pup in 91, and you could tell he just he was probably new to the setup. He just didn't probably take on the responsibility he did in '96 when he was captain. He was unreal in that final in the replay. Uh, Trevor Giles was absolutely brilliant as well. You know, unreal. Graham Garrity was still probably a nipper at that stage, but he was he was the poster boy. You know, in Ireland, he was the poster boy of the GEA. Uh, you know, he was the page three boy. He was he was this kind of <laughs> everyone. He was the people. He was the person. Sorry, the player. Teams love to hate, but Mead, you know, were very fortunate to have, and Mead loved them as their own. And you know, he, he just he he was like Marmite. He just he just ah, look at you know. <laughs> yeah, I love him or hate him. That, that's the really the truth about it. But you have yeah. to remember as well, off the back of that All Ireland, like he like Sean Boylan, um, uh, or not Sean Boylan, Alex Ferguson was at that All Ireland final, and he was asked which of the players was was his pick. And it, he said that the, the guy wearing number 10 on the green jerseys, which was Graham Garrity, he was he was a phenomenal athlete and a great footballer. And off the back of that, he got a trial with Arsenal. And yeah, in, in Paul Merson's, in Paul Merson's um, uh, autobiography, um, he speaks about Graham Garrity and he says how the fittest player he's asked uh, or, or comes up in his, in his autobiography, who was the fittest player he ever played with. And he said uh, the fittest player that he ever saw um, at a training session was Graham Garrity, you know, yeah, which shows, shows the level of, of, of fitness and, 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 uh, and professionalism that was in the GA back at that stage. It does, and, and, it, and it derives from what they were doing up in Dalgan Park and up in the Hill of Tara and in Betty's Town Beach. And, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing uh, fancy about it. There was nothing high-tech, no high cost on it. It was as basic as you could do, but by Jesus, it worked. And, and you know, it was, uh, it, was, it was an unreal... And in tight games down through the years, you look at it when Mead were five, six, seven points down in games, which they were, you know, at several times over that 10 years you know, period, you'd say from 88 to maybe 99 or 01, that that counts for everything. When you have that self-belief that you know there's so much more in the tank, it, whereas when you're five, six points down, I know firsthand, and you know you're gassed and there's nothing left, it's very easy to just put the head down and take your beating. But the, that Mead team never knew when they were bet because they had that superior level of fitness and they had the belief instilled in them from teams gone by. Absolutely, and, and 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 from their manager as well. You know, course, they, they, yeah. they, they, we can't take away 
how how important Sean Boylan was to uh, to to meet football in general. And you know, it's funny because when we spoke about this last week, um, when we were discussing the championships and whatever in Mead, and back then Mead, the Mead County Board and their wisdom decided to change it from straight knockout championship to the group stages and Sean Boylan did say at the time that it would do no good for Mead football and Mead football would 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 go into the decline and, and it, 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 like it, it's if you look back it's it, there were he was a bit like Amadeus with his with his prediction like so he was you know what i mean yeah. um it's uh, it's you know Mead football hasn't been up there for a long long time and 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 it, maybe it does coincide with the change in championship structures in in Mead possibly uh I'd love to know the answer. I'd love to be able to tell you this is the problem and here's the answer to it and, you know, we'll crack on and win all Ireland's again. Sometimes it's just not that simple and, you know, a lot of things, um, population probably has a lot to do with it too. Um, I know, who was it Who was it that used to say uh, there was there's 15 brilliant footballers in each county but, you know, getting them all to play is, is the big thing and then when you have more than 15 in the bigger counties, it's very easy to pick a good team and play with it. But look, I, I think what happened in the years gone by, you, you had the change in the guard and it didn't happen overnight. I mean, you had them, that 96 team gradually phased themselves out and the last of them remaining was probably your, your Graham Gerrities, your Darren Fays, and even Trevor Giles, probably around 04, 05 time. And suddenly you're left and, and you're looking around the dressing room and there's none of them players, none of them big figures around there. Everyone's and, new enough to the setup, you know, and they don't really know how to take the mantle on. Whereas with the 91 team, keeping Martin O'Connell and Colm Coyle involved was integral to the 96 team developing and yeah. learning from them two guys in particular and, and getting to where they got to. Yeah, as you mentioned, they're sitting in the dressing room up until around 2004, 2005 with the likes of Garrity and Giles and Faye and a few of them still in the dressing room. You kind of think to yourself maybe... God, we still have all Ireland winners here, but then all of a sudden they're gone, and there's a new crop of players in the dressing room the following year, and it's like, okay, then well, none of us know how to win in all Ireland. We're we're just going to have to try and do this ourselves, you know, that kind of way, or how to get to an all Ireland final, and it was, you know, you'd lost all that winning experience in the dressing room. Yeah, exactly, and that know-how, and in them tight games, what to do and how to go about it, and. It, 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 you're 100% right. It just boils down to experience and, you know, having the experience head. Even now, like we, you know, where we're at right now in 2020 with Mead, five years ago, we just didn't have that. Whereas now you have the likes of your Kyogis, your Brian Mentons, uh, your Mickey Newmans, lads like this who have been around for six or seven years now and they've been in that position, but now they've taken on the mantle as the leaders of the team. You know, and, and they're willing to take that on and, you know, put the young lads under their wing and bring them along with them. And that's going to be huge. And thankfully now we have a stability within the squad, whereas if a new lad comes in, he's not going to be kind of overawed by the whole, uh, the whole you know, process or what, what's facing them, really. But, but for something you're also missing out on there as well is that the younger fellas that are coming into the team have won Leinster titles and have this... Uh, uh, not cockiness, but have this, um, you know, confidence in their abilities and know that the players of their same age group, that 
around Leinster that they're better than them and that they're better than the Dublin players or as good as, if not better than the Dublin players that are out there. And yeah. they're bringing, I feel that they're also bringing on the experienced players and bringing them to a new level. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's complementing each other. It's, it's just a nice mix that we have at the moment and long may it continue and may, hopefully we'll get a few more underage titles in the next couple of years. And those lads will come into this panel in the next two or three years and bring it on to the next stage and, uh, you know, cement ourselves as a division one team um, and, and, and then push for all Ireland honors. Funnily enough, still no, um, news from the GEA on what's going to happen, obviously, but we will keep that. Um, we will keep an eye on that. Um, we don't know whether the league is going to be finished. It's looking ever more doubtful now at this uh, point in time. And I think there's going to be. They are meeting this week, um, or they met last week and are meeting again next week um, to discuss what way they're going to run the championships. We've seen obviously games um, involving New York and in London have been postponed or cancelled. Uh, not postponed, they've actually been cancelled. So that means to me that there may be a restructuring of the All-Ireland Championship for 2020. Um, also, you mentioned as well, we, where we, we were discussing the different club championships in media. just want to let our uh, listeners know that last week we did the hypothetical senior championship of 2020 and we went through all 16 teams um, in the Mead Senior Championship and uh, we discussed their chances um, of uh, uh, going to uh, lift the Keegan Cup and we've done an absolutely brilliant podcast I have to say Davey you you really had your homework done on all of the teams we've given the finalists the quarter finalists the semi-finalists the non-qualifiers from the groups and what we think will the teams that will be in a relegation battle um, in uh, the senior championship. And on this week's Loyal Royals podcast, we are going to be previewing the hypothetical intermediate championship of 2020 and going through all 20 teams in the intermediate championship. We'll be discussing their management team, their uh, their their previous year, um, uh, uh, how they got on last year and whatever. We'll be looking at key players from each of the teams and then we will be discussing where we think or how far um, each team will go in that uh, intermediate championship. So that's definitely one to be listened to this week. For anybody out there, the Loyal Royals podcast is on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead, and it's $5 a month. And uh, we want to thank everybody who subscribes to it and who has continued to subscribe to it because it gives us a chance to give you these extra podcasts and whatever, and especially in these uncertain times of what's going to happen in the GAA. We will be trying to bring you as many podcasts as we possibly can and keep you entertained um, for the foreseeable future until the football comes back. And when it comes back, it's going to come back with a bang. And we are going to be doing podcast after podcast on the football um, when it comes back. And by God, will we be happy to see the footballs back in the GEA pitches around the county, Davy? Absolutely, yeah. I uh, can't wait, to be honest. I hope it's soon. We just don't know, as you say. I know the GEA keep pushing it out, but unfortunately, no one knows really how long this is going to go on for Um Please, God, we'll be back out sooner sooner rather than later because the evenings obviously brighten up now with the extra hour. Uh, you'd just love to be going to training on an evening like that to this evening, you know, but unfortunately we just can't. Uh, no. Sooner sooner rather than later, hopefully, Mick. Absolutely. And I just want to pop over to um, Twitter there. Um, Twitter has been off the bloody charts this last week. I haven't been able to keep up with it. There's been that much going on on Twitter involving We Are Mead. Um, uh, Tom O'Connor, David Gordon, uh, Kieran Flynn, 
um, Podge Stack. I'm just looking down yourself, Davey Rispin. Um, a lot of people have got involved. There's no point in going through them all. A lot of people have got involved in picking teams from uh, from Mead Club, from Mead County teams. From they've gone through every different permutation and combination you could think of. Um, they've nearly as far as to go as to say you have to pick a team or a Mead team of fathers of players who play uh, club football in Mead who would still make a team and whatever. It's just been uh, manic. I've asked Tom O'Connor to send me on the list of all the teams that he has done and uh, what categories they have come under. And he said, uh, I said, I've lost, I've lost um, count of all the different teams that he's done. He says, so have I. I'll go through the notes on my phone and see what we've done. So he hasn't come back to me just yet. That was about an hour ago. I'd say he's sitting for the last hour trying to write down all the teams that he has done. But uh, Twitter has been absolutely manic. What about yourself on Instagram? You look after the Instagram for us. Um, I'm not that um, technically savvy. Well, not that I'm not technically savvy. I just don't get Instagram. I really don't. I just don't understand it. Um, I go in, I look at it, and I'm going, no, this is boring. I just, it, but, you know, maybe I'm showing my age, Davey. Yeah, there's been all sorts of things going on on Instagram the last few weeks. You've had the toilet roll challenge. You've had... Uh, oh, yes. The, oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We, we did our toilet roll challenge. So I we know, did. You, yeah. Tom O'Connor nominated you and me, and you did yours, and then you, you asked me where mine was. I did my, my, my toilet roll challenge. I showed you my skills. I broke something in the kitchen and, uh, at the same time. <laughs> it was a great strike, though. It was worth it. Oh, I tell you one thing. I caught that oh, scissors kick. It was beautiful. Right across the kitchen uh, into the uh, – something beside the toaster broken. Uh, um, I still haven't gone to investigate. I'm, I'm just – I can't, I can't deal with broken glass at the moment. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, there was that. There was the – there was the funny face challenge. You had to your your game face. Sorry, so you had to put a picture up of you playing sport with a funny face. And then there was. Oh, no. the un- oh you're not seriously. Yeah, and then there was until tomorrow going round. And basically, I I fell into this trap. I was working Friday and went on to Instagram Friday evening, and I seen all this until tomorrow posts. So I started liking them, you know, as you do. And next thing, I get all these messages off people. Sorry, you've fallen into the trap. You've liked this means you have to basically put up an embarrassing photo of yourself. Um, so I put up one of me dressed as a young Mead fan of back, I'd say it's 20 years, 20 probably 20 plus years ago, on the way to Mead game. Well colour-coordinated, the Mead hat on me and all. So that was my embarrassing photo, but uh, it, that, that was the latest thing. God knows what this week will hold now with people. Uh, they're probably thinking as we speak of what's going to be rolled out on Instagram. But thankfully, yeah. our, our Instagram interactive has still, you know, generated... Yeah. Well, before you go on to Instagram Interactive, just before you go on, uh, the football face, your your game face. Um, oh, man, uh, every football picture there is of me playing football is the most ridiculous. Any action shot that I have is the most ridiculous face. I must, I, I'll send you on a couple on Twitter because I'm not messing. Uh, I always look stunned that I have the ball. <laughs> I always look petrified that I've got the ball and now what am I going to do? I, I, yeah. I, I, there hasn't been in my whole footballing career of me, uh, of action shots of me uh, holding the football. It's the exact same face every time. They're the most ridiculous. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll have to send one on to you on Twitter. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, is you could, you could just put that, uh, I'll send you one picture because it's the same face 
for every single action shot of me. It's just ridiculous. The hair may have changed a few times over the years, but the face look, or the, 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 <laughs> the expression there. of my face is still the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> now we move on instagram interactive with davy Risman. davy what uh, have our followers been doing and saying yeah there's all sorts now there's football there's now football there's other things which i don't know what they are but anyway we'll give it a shot um the first one in here is from owen griffin the young goalkeeper of clanagale um he, he's talking about his teammate here in a probably less than positive light but anyway Paul Chute getting the sack from his apprenticeship. <laughs> oh, uh, the only thing is about that, Paul, is that I think everybody is in the same boat. Yeah, now, <laughs> you know. Now I don't know what I don't know what Mr. Griffin is implying. There's probably something more we should know. Um, but anyway, we let the two of them boys, you know, work it out. Their teammates, and um, I'm sure I'm sure it's all good banter. To be fair. Uh, absolutely, um, we'll, we'll we'll do a little bit more research into it and, and maybe get a reply from the young man. Yeah, perfect. Uh, the next one is from Brendan Keg. Good one here from Brendan. Actually, the Mead team eighty seven to eighty eight versus the Mead team ninety six to ninety nine team. Which would win Ooh. in a showdown? Oh, in a showdown, 87, yeah. 88. <laughs> in a showdown, 87, 88. In a game of football, that could be a different question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with that. I, I would have said the 88 team would would be a, probably a hardier bunch of a good, you know, kind of phrase. Or, but the 96 to 99 team, I think football and wise would be a bit better. But then again, you've seen it. If that 88 team were to drag them down to their level, there's probably only one winner, you know? So it's a fascinating... Yeah. Uh, Fascinating. Actually, what we might do there is we might do a poll on that and see what the what the viewers think. Absolutely. I, 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 do 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 two polls. Uh, who'd win in a fight, 87-88 against uh, 96-99, and who'd win in a game of football, 87-88 um, yeah. and 96-99? Might, might actually be, possibly could be one for Twitter, maybe better than Instagram. I don't know what you think, but... Yeah, yeah, I'll put that up on Twitter, so I will. Um, and <laughs> the funny thing is, is that... The 87-88 team, while it was full of hard men, I would say put the 96-99 team up against Mick Lyons and Mick Lyons wins. Yeah, <laughs> on its own. Go yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on. Uh, Lauren Gorman's next. Um, Lauren asked, Netflix versus Disney. Plus, what's the goal oh. for lockdown? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well... You know, if you want to stay happy and whatever you've got, you've got a lot going on on Disney. You've got all the, um, you've got all the, what's the name of that company that do those uh, animated movies? I'm uh, Pixar. Pixar. You've got all those Pixar movies and they are fantastic. Um, if you want something more serious, um, I'd go to Netflix. Um, but then I've got kids, so probably Disney wins it for me. Oh, yeah. By default, because I won't be allowed to watch anything else. That's a bit of shit. Um, yeah, no, there's some great stuff on Netflix, really is, and I'm only, as I say, exploring it at the moment, but some great TV uh, series there for you. Um, we've named a few already, so uh, if you haven't heard already, just scroll back to the start. We talked about that. Uh, Brendan King's back again with a, with a different question. He says, Pearl Jam's new album. Haven't heard it yet, um, so I haven't, but I am going to see Pearl Jam, hopefully, in July in wow. Hyde Park, I got tickets for Pearl Jam. Uh, like I, I'm a boy, I'm a, I'm sitting here in my uh, jumper that is a '90s jumper. I'm a, a grunge 
man from the 90s. Love all my grunge. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, um, uh, Soundgarden, uh, you know, go through the, the full list of them. I am just a grunge head and Pearl Jam's new album, haven't heard it, looking forward to listening to it and can't wait to see them for the first time in my life um, in uh, Hyde Park. I absolutely love Pearl Jam. So, um, they're a good shout. I must get a listen to that actually. That's after reminding me. Very good. I have no idea what you're talking about, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Rage, you, you, have you ever heard of Rage Against the Machine? No. Oh, man. Oh, man. We are going to have to do a grunge lesson with you here some evening <laughs> in, the, in the bunker. Um, go on. That's, 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 that's disappointing. Actually, I'll be opening up your, your mind to a whole new world when you get this music. That's great. I don't, I don't know if you want to be open to it, but anyway, let's keep going when we're, when we're doing well. Uh, Glenn McDonald, uh, <laughs> Sean Duggan getting under the 100 uh, kg mark. <laughs> what, I will, what I will, what I will say about Duggan, right? He's he's a peak athlete. He, like he would not be trying to get himself right for for now. He would be targeted in August. He would be targeted in the senior championship. And I guarantee you, come what you know, first week in August, that man will be ready to go, and uh, he, he'll he'll be one to watch. He'll be lean, mean, and ready for that Keegan Cup. So he will. He will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flash Gordon, uh, the barrel flash, flash. Been, who's been busy obviously on Twitter as well, but he said Rispin stolen 24 hours to pick his 15 on Twitter. Um, <laughs> to be fair, yeah, just time actually more than that. But actually, I woke up. It could have been even this morning or la- yesterday morning. I don't even know what you know. That that's the way it is at the minute. But uh, and I says right, I'll I'll have to do one of these teams because they were tagging me in the mall, but they were doing their own like it was. It was Niall Flynn, it was himself, and it was Tom O'Connor. And I just says, fair enough. And Flynn did one as well. I think Brian Kelly might have as well. So uh, what I did say back to Flash is I said, fair enough, I stalled 24 hours. But my team was by far and away the best of the, the whole lot. So I don't really mind. Well, you put you put the effort, time and effort into it, say it is. So that's probably why your team is the best on, yeah. on those. And come here, one for Flash Gordon there. Uh, Flash should pick his best 15 from DIT that he was involved in. That's an I idea for him he, there. He did, he did actually. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. He actually <laughs> he's that many teams up on Twitter at the moment that I'm sure he probably has. I'll have to look back through his Yeah, you'll find, you'll find it. It's there, all right. <laughs> I don't think he was there in my time, so he wasn't, so I hardly made his team. No, I don't think so. Um, no. Tom, Tommy Hanley is next, and he says Paul Jude versus Davy Rispin rap battle. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I think that's something that you could do on Twitter. Um, now, uh, I, I've already opened up the invite to Paul Jude to come down to Cortown, and uh, I'll, I'll play him in a point kicking competition. I, I said, look, we'll we'll lay off. I'll get the mobs away. I'll put the dogs in the the shed. He'll be open. He'll be welcome with open arms. I know it's an intimidating place to come at the best times, especially if you're from Clannock Hill. But I said, I, I, you know, we'd put our differences aside for this one exercise and, and give it a laugh. So the invite's still there to him, obviously, when, when the lockdown thing lifts. Look, Davey, are you there? I am, yeah. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, <laughs> would you capture it or would you just let it slip? Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm starving. You can finish right. it, lads. This is not very cringe. Right, right, mate. Come on, get yourself together, man. <laughs> oh, oh fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> Peter Duffy's next, and he said, right, go Mark, for it, "Yeah, he said, should Mark Dowdle shave his red head?" <laughs> Yeah, well, look, um, he uh, unless he's got his own um, hair shavers at the moment, he's not going to be able to get it done um, because of social distancing. He won't be able to get to a, um, a hairdresser. And that's one thing that I am worried about at the moment is that when the lockdown is over, that we're all going to go back to work looking like hairy gorillas. So, yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking there's two there's two uh, professions that I'd love to study for while we're on. Um, uh, while we're on lockdown. Number one is to become a barber because there's going to be an unbelievable amount of business for barbers when we get out of this lockdown. And number two is a divorce lawyer. <laughs> I, don't know which, I don't know which will be more busy, but uh, yeah, it won't be two very busy obligations. Uh, just, just actually on Mark Dowell's uh, shave, so we did, a, we did a poll. 86% of the people uh, think he should. 40% oh, right. said no, and that's 82 people versus 13. So unanimous enough, you'd have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the people have spoke, so uh, Mr. Dowdle, get shaven. Yeah. Uh, Paul Chute himself is back with one, and thankfully it doesn't involve either me or um, his apprenticeship, thankfully. So uh, he, he said, is Kieran Flynn really Owen Griffin's father? And to be honest with you, I wouldn't comment on that, but... They are very alike. Right. Okay. Now I, I can't comment on that either, so I can't. Um, there's a certain Father Ted episode that's springing to mind yeah, there. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Paul's come back with another one, um, and a bit of banter again between the Clan of Gale lads. He says, "Does Claire Handley make good chicken sandwiches?" Well, I don't know. Does she? I have no idea. Um, we'll have to do a poll on that one as well. <laughs> we absolutely will. The, the Clan of Gale boys are filling this up for us on their own. But uh, here's, here's, here's more of um, a probably football-related question, thankfully. Uh, it's JP Flan 1 uh, coming in with, which team has everyone brought from League 2 to Championship League? <laughs> Sorry, which team has everyone brought from League 2 to Championship League? league in football manager <laughs> i don't know are you a football manager head mick no i don't i i i, I don't play um uh, computer games so i don't uh, i don't have time i've got three children i've got a job and uh, i've got the podcasts and i play a bit of football and uh, i do a bit of radio work as well so yeah <laughs> get time to play a computer game is the last thing on my agenda those days are gone. Um, yeah. Sean Brennan, the young uh, goalkeeper from Dundry, medium or 20 keeper. Uh, I don't know, is this a little dig at his, um, his good friend and also rival for that under 20 spot, uh, Owen Griffin? But he said, should Anne Griffin, which I assume is Owen's mother, become a cheerleader for Clannagale? <laughs> oh, 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 he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's dropped the gauntlet now there too. To Griffin, Griffin is going to have to come back. They could end up. Uh, do you remember you were saying about the back in the day um, when Sean Boylan had to get in between the two players that were fighting? It, yeah, could, yeah. Be something, it could be something similar with the two boys, with Joe Robinson <laughs> and that. But it's gas that maybe something like that wouldn't uh, competing for number one jersey and didn't split them up. 
but an Instagram question could, you know. Isn't that just modern day technology really at its at its brilliant <laughs> edge? A virtual fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep keep plenty of distance apart, social distance and all that. Um Sean <laughs> Sean Halton is next up, um, and he's asked why James Conlon hasn't been in the squad recently. Now, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm, it's so long that Mead have played, but James Conlon, as far as I can remember, started the last two games. Um, it was probably early days in the league he was involved. Yeah. But, uh, he definitely started the last two games and did well. I think he kicked two points in each, possibly. So I'm not really sure about the you know the logic in that question but anyway maybe he hasn't maybe he means in the last in the last four or five weeks why he hasn't been yeah. involved and that's probably due to the coronavirus <laughs> it's guys he's just picked out james conlon though you know the rest of that <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe sorry maybe he's been looking back on the retro games and wondering why he hasn't been involved and he wasn't born <laughs> Um, Why wasn't he involved in that '96 and final and '99 final? His parents um, had at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Flash Gordon's back again, and this is actually a good one. He says McGill's haircut. I'm sure you've seen this, Mick. I didn't see this. Oh, go away. Tweet me it. Oh, you, it, how have you not seen it on Twitter? It's it's so basically, I'm I'm gonna try and give you as good a good a synopsis of this as I can. Dara McGill and Connor, the two boys are obviously brothers, they played each other in a FIFA tournament, I think, yesterday. And the loser of the overall tournament or the amount of games or whatever it was had to shave their head, but not just shave it like bald, leave like the fringe, leave bits on the side, have pieces engraved into the side of the head. You have got to see this, right? And the rule of it is it has to stay until the lockdown ends. So if that's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, it has to stay as it is. And I'm delighted to report that Connor was the one who lost it. And if you want to look, go on to Darren McGill's uh, Twitter. Have a look at it. It is absolutely priceless. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, good sports, in fairness, the two of them. And Connor, he looks a holy show. My God, if he goes out to play first round of the championship with Mead like that, there won't be a full forward in the country. <laughs> That will go within an arse's roar of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to find it here um, on Twitter as we're speaking, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having too much luck, so I'm not. Darren um, McGill's Twitter, you'll see it. It's it's all there. Um, okay, you and, continue and, on, and I'll have a look. Yeah, Charlie Lynch has actually said something similar. He says Conor McGill new fresh cut on Twitter, so he's he's hit the nail on the head as well as regards Flash. Um, the next one's always one of the more more enjoyable ones, and it's himself. <laughs> it's P.S. Oh, sorry, you've seen it, have you? I just found it. <laughs> what do you oh, think? Would, you, is, would you pull it up? Oh, that is absolutely incredible. So it is. M H E. Oh, that is priceless. I'm retweeting that just now at the moment. Uh, for anybody out there uh, listening, check our We Are Mead. Um, uh, 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 Twitter page and you'll see that absolutely priceless the face on him as well absolutely brilliant great stuff yeah. go on uh, PS tapes or peace tapes whatever you like he's come back yeah. in with one and uh, he says you have to kick <laughs> you have to kick a mead player past or present in the nuts who do you pick who do you kick and why <laughs> who do you kick and why um a, a mead player, oh god, 
you have to kick him in the nuts. Let me see. Past, past or present. Past or present. Is anybody I didn't get on with or I didn't like off any of the mead teams that I'd love to kick in the balls? Um, God, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'll have to come back. I'll have to do a bit of thought, put a bit of thought into that. And I just want to be, give a big shout out to P.S. Tapes, as you like to call him, or Paddy Stapes at the moment. And uh, just send him uh, my good wishes. Uh, yeah, we'll move on there. Hey, Starboy is next up, and he's looking for an injury update on Alan Ford. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I have an idea. I have a dicky word of that one. Why, Mickey? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's an no, interesting I no one. Idea. I, I know he's back playing club football, so I assume he's he's on the mend and he's getting himself right. And you know, hopefully, we we may see him back in on. Uh, on a mead panel sooner rather than later because he was he was going ever so well before you know that untimely injury again so please god Fordy's back in green and gold soon as well as the hoops yeah well hopefully everybody's back in uh, in their green and gold jerseys as soon as possible it doesn't look like it's going to happen any day soon no no <laughs> um adam mcdonald uh, will liam o'reilly ever get back playing for mead i'll let you uh, take that one davy I, I've no idea. Look at if he keeps at it and uh, keeps applying himself and training hard. Who's to say? But uh, wouldn't have the inside scoop on that either. So uh, and and indeed the next one, which is from uh, Gavin underscore, uh, I think it's McCann. He said, uh, "Is Adam McDonnell going to be a big loss for County Miners this year?" Again, no idea on that one. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Sean Halton was back with another one. He wants uh, an update on Mickey Newman's injury. So, <laughs> uh, again, no idea. I The one thing I would say in terms of all the injuries with Mead that I was only thinking about the other day is possibly the lockdown may actually help us in terms of getting lads back from injury because I know we were ravaged with injuries going into the last two rounds of the league and uh, possibly the bit of a layoff will mean that we're not rushing lads back possibly for as early a start to the championship as we may well have done and that we'll hopefully by the time we are back have a full complement going into the first round of the championship whenever that may be. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm hoping for and and, and that the players are you know, the obviously they can't do collective training, so they're gonna be doing their own bits uh, at home or wherever they can get it done and, you know, it just as you said, gives them the time to nurse their injuries um, and get themselves right. And when they're right, then they can go back to doing a little bit. So it, it just it evens the playing field a little bit this year, doesn't it? My, by all means, yeah, it really does. Um, last one I have here is from uh, Liam Byrne. And he is wondering, how long will it take me to win another All-Ireland? Hey, that's a good question. Like uh, We spoke about this kind of last week on, on, on our um, uh, podcast and... I, th- I said, you know, I could see me, you know, challenging for an All-Ireland within three or four years. That's really what I believe. Um, if they continue in the fine vein of form they've been in in the last year and a half, um, as in progression-wise, and, you know, people were talking about the fact that they've lost their last eight games, uh, be it in league or championship. Um, but you have to remember they've been playing against all top teams in their last eight games, the, the three in the Super 8s and the five league games all this year, all Division 1 teams. So I think that we're getting closer. And I think that once, I, I think that 
if we get a couple of scalps, if we beat a, one Division One team and then beat another Division One team, that the confidence boost that those players will get from that, they'll then realise, well, look, that's how we do it. And we're as good as anybody up here. And it'll be a huge injection uh, uh, of, of confidence into the veins of that 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 lead team. And I do think that that is very soon. It's not far away, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think we're, we're much further along uh, now to what we were maybe five, six years ago. And I think... Uh, you know, we're in a really, really strong position. We're not an aging team by any means. We're a team probably just at the perfect age to kick on now and, you know, take things to the next level, hopefully. And what I mean there is what you've said, echoing what you said, is beating a Division One team and then I think the rest will fall into place. Yeah, and, and, and one thing I'd hate to see is for a huge, a huge amount of players to, we'll say, leave the panel or whatever. We need to keep as many of those players that are involved in that panel on that panel and um, again i always revert back to calvin and, and i've watched calvin over the last number of years playing in division one division two division one division two being up and down and whatever but the amount of players they lost each year was just incredible so there was no yeah. continuity we need the players that are there at the moment to stay involved and and the, the nucleus of that team to stay um as part of that panel to bring them on to the next level yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think over the last couple of years, we've seen that continuity and stability within the squad, which which I think speaks volumes for where the players are at, where they see themselves going. Uh, like, I'm not going to say they wouldn't stay there just for the sake of it if they didn't feel they were going anywhere. But I, I don't see the point in them doing that, whereas they all have that vision and that goal to where they want to get to. So yeah. they're all weighing in behind it. They're all putting their shoulder to the wheel. And, you know, long may it continue. Absolutely, absolutely. Any more from uh, Instagram? No, that's everything we have uh, for this week. Oh, excellent. Um, plenty of interaction anyway. And uh, just checking uh, Twitter again, Tom O'Connor still hasn't gone back to me with the list of the different teams that he has posted in the last bloody 12 hours, I'd say. He's posted <laughs> that many teams. Um, so he has, um, all he's doing is picking teams um, and writing them up. Um, I know, but fair play to him. He's really, he's, he's really getting the conversation going on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening and staying uh, uh, in contact with us here on We Are Meet. I know it's tough without our sport, but we'll give you as much distraction from what's going on in the world at the moment um, as often as we possibly can and uh, you know it's it's only a game of football at the end of the day and uh, we, we just we hope everybody is staying safe and staying uh, uh, clear of the coronavirus and you know adhering to the rules social distancing and and all that crack because it's all for the good of uh, of the vulnerable people and everybody else uh, around our uh, beautiful little country and Football will be back. Don't worry about it. Football is never going to go away. But your loved ones, they're the ones that we need to look after at the moment. Um, I think that's it for from us for this week. Um, there's nothing else, Davey, from you? No, nothing Nothing that strikes me as uh, particularly crucial to say at this stage. But for what you said, um, you know, there's bigger things happening at the minute aside from football. We all love it and miss it dearly, but... Uh, We'll be back if we obey obey the rules that have been set. I think the more we do that, the quicker we'll be back in action. So you know, absolutely, we will indeed. And and you know, and when this is all over, we are going to have the nicest looking gardens in in in, in the world because everybody seems to be doing their garden at the moment. And and I have to say that you know, you, you nearly have garden envy 
when you look into some of the uh, the houses that are nearby that are all starting to um, try and get their garden ready for the summer. It's going to be a beautiful little country, even more beautiful when this is all over. And, uh, you know, and, and hopefully we'll all make it through to the other side. Look, that's it from us for this week. Don't forget to check out our Loyal Royals podcast on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. As I said, we did the senior, the the hypothetical senior championship of 2020. We went through all the teams in the senior championship last week and we've given them all um, their path to the final or the path to the relegation, depending on uh, what way you want to look at it. We're going to be doing the Loyal Royals hypothetical intermediate championship uh, uh, for 2020 as well. All 20 teams, myself and Davey, are going to sit down over the next couple of days and look at each of those teams in depth and uh, try and plot their way to the knockout stages or to the actual the promised land of the Intermediate Championship final. Look, that's it from us for this week. Remember, we are me. Why matters more. <laughs>